Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about my woman, my wife, my girl. That's my girl there. Sometimes, you know, a man just has to stake his claim. Let the other guys know that girl is your property. She is. And that time is this week on the Fantasy Suite episode of Michelle's Journey to Find Love on three intimate, romantic, sexy dates with Brandon, Joe, and Nate. I mean, who's catching feelings? Like, literally, who's catching the most feelings? Like, what is the quantity how many ounces of feelings have you caught? Here to analyze that question and more with us are Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin. They're two writers and also the hosts of Just Between Us. Thank you for Thanks joining us, Thanks so much us, for joining guys. us. Oh, thank you. I am delighted to be here. Um, what, a, mm-hmm. what a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's dive yeah, in. Yeah, let's just go for it. It's, <laughs> let's just start. start. We are in... Mexico. Mm. I international travel. It's just like pre-COVID. Like, did they ever announce they were traveling? I feel like I just turned on the episode and like suddenly we were in Mexico. I felt deprived of the scene where the men are forced to like yell yay very loudly and then say <laughs> like Mexico is the best place to fall in love. I wondered if they were going to the location of Bachelor in Paradise just to like save, I don't know, money. <laughs> They're definitely near it. They're definitely They're near, near it. it. Yeah. It's a different place, though. Yeah. Normally in Bachelor in Paradise, they will have all of these dates at this resort that my family has been going to for like 15 years. <laughs> and so I, oh, wow. through every episode, will go, I've been there. 
<laughs> That's I know that spot. And everyone will be like, shut up. We get it. <laughs> you were like, I won't be doing that during this episode because it's a different resort. I know. I was like, is it the resort? Is it? And then it wasn't. And I was so upset. <laughs> I've never been to Mexico, actually, much like Brandon. And so to me, it's all new and sparkling and beautiful and fantastical. It's like, imagine a getaway in a suite in Mexico. I can't even conceive of such a thing. Um, And it couldn't be in the same resort as Paradise because Paradise is like a gritty experience. And there needs to be air conditioning. Yeah. Yeah, there's no AC. And they're like, oh, there can't be AC because of the sound quality but there's a lot of ac in a lot of other places that they record like this resort so i don't quite understand i love them going there we can't record we can't have ac because we can't record over it but let's have caitlin and michelle walk on a beach while like (laughs) during a windstorm like that we could hear them could not believe that the audio was coming through i was like is this dubbed but it wasn't i was actually like as a person working in hollywood impressed yeah and then later like during a certain conversation a goodbye conversation there was so much rustling that i could barely hear what either of them were saying as they bid a tearful farewell to each other and i was like you got to you got to step up here. Like, this is an important audio to have. Um, but this this conversation with with Caitlin and, uh, and Michelle, we do hear pretty clearly. This is the let's recap who's here, how am I feeling about mm-hmm. all of them conversation. She's like, I'm feeling really good about all of these guys. And I'm like, so am I, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like quality final three. Yeah, I will take the ones you don't want. Yeah, I think this was a very good, like a a really good final four, really good final three. She's like not messing around. There's no like Luke P's. Exactly. I was like, who am I supposed to root against? It's actually very hard for my sensitive heart. I'm like, I think you just all need to leave together and have a plural marriage. (laughs) I wrote polyamory in my notes. I wrote Paul. I was like, it's what she deserves. Like give our girl Michelle. You know, the delight of being with all three of these men. Frankly, they offer different things. I have to say, I'm starting to get the sense that they would themselves not be open to that. Um, (laughs) They've only been doing this plural relationship thing for like one week as a threesome, and they are enemies now. Um, And so that's uncomfortable. It's starting to get awkward. Um, But one-on-one, Michelle's feeling great about all of them. She's like, Brandon has been vulnerable with me. We both said we're falling in love. And I have zero concerns about him. I can't find one concern that I have. And I'm like, ah. I have some concerns. (laughs) You're like, I will offer a few, Michelle. Do you guys not have concerns about him? My concern is for Brandon. I think he's going to get his heart completely broken. Me too. I have concerns about Nate. Nate is the one that I'm like. I have concerns about Nate. And so does Michelle. I have concerns about Nate and Brandon. I, I think with Brandon, I think I don't think he knows what love is because of the way he talks about love. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, interesting. You know, like I think he has a very young, naive, romantic fairy tale idea. And he uses such grandiose language around it that it makes me nervous about the reality of the day to day. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that being with Brandon would definitely be like being with 
the best possible high school boyfriend. Like, you look back on that boyfriend, you're like, he was a fucking amazing introduction to the world of dating. He adored me. He was so kind to me. But, like, we were just kids, you know, just two crazy kids having a summer of love. That's kind of like what Brandon is carrying into his 20s. And that's sweet. I find it very endearing. But, yeah, I think what we're interpreting as, like, poor Brandon, he's going to get hurt. You are you're seeing that that's also potentially an actual drawback for Michelle, which is, is he really mature enough to be entering a relationship of this weight, this mm-hmm. seriousness? And, yeah. and yeah. then with Nate, uh, the, the thing that she says to Caitlin is, you know, about his non-emotional family. And uh, Caitlin's like, well, really pay attention to those feelings. And I, I could not agree more. I feel yeah. nervous. Yeah. I felt Nate's family was the weakest link. I'm so yeah. I'm so nervous for Michelle. Mm-hmm. And I think Nate like seems like a lovely guy, but I'm just like, I think he might need some time to to figure out some I don't think this is a man who's like, I should be getting engaged right now. I am in touch with my emotions. I'm gonna say I think I think Nate might be a really good fiance when he's 40. Like I think he's gonna need a lot of time to really he loves having a good time, you know, he doesn't seem like he's super family and goal-oriented at this point in his life. He's so handsome and tall. Like, he he really could spend another 12 years fucking around. Yeah. The guys are waiting together in complete deafening silence, avoiding eye contact with each other as they await the first date card. They used to, like, separate the contestants after hometowns, that's gone now. This is a cruelty. They, they were just like, this yeah. has been the last few years. I think maybe since Peter's season. It started with Pilot e- Pete. Yeah. yeah, and they've just like leaned into it. They're like, well, oh, we can do this and it makes them all go insane. Like, great. We're going to do it every time. See, I sort of attributed it to the COVID bubble that they had less like space. Mm-mm to spread out but that's because pilot pete season i was like i barely remember right you were on maternity leave (laughs) i was was on maternity maternity leave leave, and i was like (laughs) right crazed with exhaustion at all times but that's interesting so it definitely was like a conscious dramatic choice that they made then the question for me is like of course it has this effect why didn't they do that before like what did they think they were gaining by separating them that they no longer felt was was worth it. Maybe it was the stress of guessing and like being by yourself and stewing and guessing about what's going on and who's coming back and everything like that. That I could see being dramatic, but I think they did it with Pilot Pete because this is my guess because Maddie was a virgin and so they wanted to fuck with her by having mm. like Hannah Ann and whoever come back and be like, and her have to see like, did they fuck? Did they, you know, like, yeah. So I think they did it purposely to fuck with Maddie Pruitt and then they were like let's keep doing this yeah I totally agree I think that's exactly what happens and this is further proof that Gabby would be a maniacal reality show producer (laughs) yeah Yeah. I'm like stunned I'm like I'd never even considered this oh often I'll think this is how you could make this worse (laughs) I think that all the time oh my god don't say any of those things out loud yeah the Mm -hmm. producers are just gonna like pull directly from your strategy book 
I mean, the thing about the sitting alone stressing thing is that it makes a lot of sense, except that they still do that when they're together because they don't really want to hang out. Mm -hmm. But they can then, right, like they they can witness the post-coital glow that they all return in. And even before the dates start, seemingly, the tension is all the way Mm. ratcheted up. I think Joe, at this point, uh, makes a comment. I think we have a clip of this comment, actually. It's weird being in the room with both Brandon and Nate. At this point, we're all getting closer and closer to Michelle and our relationships are getting more serious. And so we're not really friends because we're competing for the same girl. So now we're like kind of went from bros to foes and like it is awkward. Very awkward. This episode is the most I've heard Joe speak. Joe talked so much in this episode. He is like opening up like a flower. He really is. He's unfurling before our eyes. Right in time to just chop him off. Right as the, right as the frost descends. I yeah. gasped. I gasped to the point that my partner was like, what happened? I, the level of like shock was, oh, you know, they got me. Definitely did not, did not see it coming. Even this moment of narration I did not see coming. It was deeply shocking mm-hmm. um, that Joe was expressing sort of a description of what was going on. And there was some intonation in, in his yeah. voice. It wasn't completely he came monotone. Up, he came up with so. a little rhyming phrase. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, he, well, he had it he, all going did on. Did he come up with it? We can't listen. We have to go with what's in front of us on the screen. We'll go crazy. Uh, Taisha comes in and spends like five minutes being like, guys, the fantasy suite dates are like so important. To me, they were so important for picking the guy that I would be engaged to for the next 12 months. And I just that like was, it was that was rough. <laughs> I know. I know. They should have just cut that. Like they broke up after that was taped, but Truly like two rough. weeks ago, they could have cut, shaved a couple minutes off of her five minute the fantasy suite dates are so important monologue. I I feel like that breakup is like almost my final straw in this. Like I know that I shouldn't <laughs> like I should be used to this at this point, but I really thought that that relationship was going to last. And Me now too. I'm, I'm having a hard time being as committed to yeah. the nation as I was. I know. You're yeah. like, you're asking me to get invested in these relationships. And then you're just going to fuck with me like that. Like, sorry, if you go on reality TV, I think you just are legally obligated to stay together forever for my personal for my emotional feelings. well-being. Absolutely. Bachelor in Paradise has a better track record. Yeah, it does. Nate. Nate wants Michelle here because it's scarcity. But in real life, would he? And I think BIP works because you have multiple options and you're choosing this specific woman out of eight women rather than being like, I'm competing for this one woman. So all these BIP couples stay together more so than the bachelor couples. I was said the same thing to John. I said, I was like, I think that Nate is only able to like be in love with her because he's also winning. Yes, because there is like in addition to like spending time with this woman, he also feels like he is winning a competition. And that is what is allowing him to like open up and fall in love. And like, I don't know if like those feelings will then last, which would be great. But I think the only reason he's even able to get to those feelings for the first time in his life is because of the competition element. And there's no distractions. There's no other women. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see. Michelle and Nate having like a great date or three days on Paradise, but. Would he have his head turned by the next woman to walk down? Probably. Um, but who knows? Maybe maybe this is just the perfect setting for him. 
But the important thing is that he has to let his goddamn guard down on this date. You all need to say what you feel to Michelle. It could be the difference between heartbreak and a lifetime of happiness. That's the choice. So say I love you or get the fuck out. And with that being said, the first date card is for Brandon. Let's ride off into the sunset. And Brandon is like, I'm ready. I understood the assignment. I have a lot to talk about. I have a lot to say about my heart, about Michelle's heart, about soulmates, about love. He's he's prepared. Brandon gives them so much material. He will just like monologue, as you were saying, Allison. <laughs> he give these very over-the-top romantic monologues about how he wants to die like with Michelle's name on his lips and just like hold her all night and kiss her and she's he's she's his entire world and he can just go on like that indefinitely I guess and finally they're just like Brandon there this is plenty for us to work with thank you like you can go to sleep now did they give him a a horseback riding date because that's a hard date because you can't talk Yeah, maybe they were like, we can't actually work in that much more of him saying this kind of shit to her. Okay, I Uh, believe him, though. No, I think he's genuinely that earnest. Yeah, but, like, I don't think that that means that he is, like, ready for the realities of an engagement. No, those are do- those are two different yeah, things like for he, sure. He be- and but I think part of the problem is is that he does believe these things. <laughs> oh he, yeah, is, he definitely believes them. Like that he is living in a fairy tale land of like extreme romance and Oh, he absolutely it's, it's is. not grounded Listen, in reality. I love way. it when a man lives in a fairy tale world of extreme romance. Normally they they don't feel comfortable doing that because of toxic masculinity. Um so they are going horseback riding. Uh Brandon has never been horseback riding. In fact, it's the closest he's ever been to a horse, he says, when they're standing like a football field away from the horses. And they are going to be riding on two beautiful steeds, Tomate and Panini. A little Italian uh, for some reason. And they mount up and Tomate just starts wandering (laughs) off with Brandon into the foliage. (laughs) And Michelle's like, this is supposed to be a date with like, you know, with the, with the couple, both mm-hmm. of us. That's what I'm saying. They can't talk to each other because they, yeah, the horse takes they get, off. They get them back more, more in line eventually. Mm-hmm. But Tamate doesn't want them to talk. Um, <laughs> Tamate's like, I'm a cynic. He's like, yeah. I can't, Brandon. I can't hear you talking about like walking through Michelle's heart any any longer. I've heard enough. Oh. Yeah. So they go horseback riding through the most beautiful, like sun dappled forest and they arrive at the beach it's so romantic like a hallmark movie and they sit on the beach and brandon just dives right in to preemptively making his fantasy sweet case like the minute that they get a chance to talk he's like i would just love to hold you all night long and just like feel your breath on my lips he had been holding it in the whole time he was on the horses he was like tomate won't yeah. let me speak i've been thinking about this the whole time finally here's my moment yeah, she's like, normally you wait for, like, when the card comes. No, it's fine. We'll talk about it now. Um, and they talk just about their feelings for each other. And this is when he brings up how he does wonder if he's good enough. And she says, I can answer that right now. You're one of a kind. And I guess that that is supposed to say the same thing as saying that he's good enough. Not quite the same thing. And they make out and jump in the ocean and back at the suite meanwhile 
Joe is like sweating bullets. He is just thinking about what Brandon is up to on this date, touching Michelle probably, and it makes his stomach turn. And Nate is like, yeah, whatever. I like, I, it's weird, but like, I haven't really thought about it. Like, I wouldn't say it's like hard. Like, it's fine. I don't know. <laughs> Just think about yourself and like, you'll be happy. Um, and that's kind of Nate's been Nate's saving grace throughout a lot of the show is yeah. that he really is like completely unbothered by the competition. He's confident that they don't matter whatsoever. And, uh, Cut back to Brandon's night date, and whatever Nate might think, it is going really well. Uh, They are sitting down to a dinner together, a romantic dinner, and I think we have a clip of what Brandon says to kick us off. This entire day has been so truly amazing, and I'm super excited about tonight. Can't wait to... Literally rip out my heart, throw it on the table and say, just do what you want with it. Because it only beats for you at this point. Jesus. Brandon is so emo. Brandon, like, grew up listening to Taking Back Sunday. I was going to say, that's literally a Taking Back Sunday lyric. (laughs) And that's, I think that's why I have a soft spot for it. Because I also grew up listening to Taking Back Sunday. You recognize your emo, former emo self in Brandon. Yeah. And with my one last gasping breath, I'd apologize for bleeding on your shirt. Oh, oh, oh my God. If somebody said this stuff to you in real life, how would you respond? I would cringe. And I would like, be uncomfortable. Like, right? Just like retreat into myself and like run away. Well, to speak to the high school boyfriend thing, I did have an emo high school boyfriend. And one of the things that became a rift between us was that he would say things like that. Yup. And it oh, was weird. God. Mine used to write me these intense letters and I'd be like, dude, my dude, I don't think we're going to get married just in my experience. Of, I, I got at 16. I was like, this is not forever. I. What do you guys think of his use of her full name? That was rough. It just... It just feels so performative. I don't think that he's lying to himself or to us, but it's there's a very performative aspect to how he experiences love. Yeah, he I do loves think he being a very, in love. He loves being in love, but he like has this a specific conception of what that love is going to look like and feel like, and the way he expresses it is 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 in these phrases that like they feel canned, even though they're not canned. I'm like, where did you? <sighs> Where did you he first like read hear it in a Twilight yeah, like, novel yeah. ten years ago, and it's just come resurfacing now because of the profundity of his feelings. I feel like the middle name thing is is like almost I don't know if it's conscious, it's probably subconscious, but I feel like it is a nod to like I'm thinking about marriage because like when do you say mm. someone's whole name? It's like during your vows when you propose. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. now we yeah. know what Brandon's vows would be like. <laughs> yeah, Michelle and Young. Rip my heart out on the table. Do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. You're the only person I will like ever have fealty to until I take my last dying breath. Like, yeah, cash. And yeah, he literally they they start talking. She's like, "Is it realistic for you to get to the point of an engagement?" And he gets very serious and is like, "I since day one, I knew you were the one, Michelle. I want you to know that I'm in love with you." I was going to wait, but I'm just, you know what? I'm sick of keeping it to myself. I want I want you to know how I feel. I will, And then he's like, I'll always put her first until I draw my last breath. I was like, I don't think I've felt that way about anyone 
yeah. ever in my life and don't plan to. Yeah. I'm like, I do really love uh, my boyfriend, but like, mm-hmm. that's intense. Yeah, he's a wife guy. Oh, he's a wife. Yeah. Simple. I wrote he's a, he's a simple guy. wife guy. Oh. He is. How often do we actually really genuinely get a wife guy on this show? You would think that this show would be about white guy, wife I guys. I thought Rodney was also a wife guy. I think Rodney was more of a real wife guy. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. With Brandon, he's so young. And has he had serious relationships before? I think I think that the wife guy though is Brandon's overdoing itness. I think that Rodney yes. is like a guy who would love his wife, and I think Brandon is a Brandon wife is guy. a wife. He's guy. the guy who loves his wife in a way where everyone is like, "Stop! You're making us uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. Brandon like really wants to start making like couple TikToks. Like that's the future I see for him. Yes. Oh, he needs that. He needs that in his life. So Michelle is thrilled by this declaration. She says, I don't want to take off running. So that's a good sign. I would cry if that's how somebody <laughs> replied to my declaration. <laughs> she kept saying safe. She kept saying my heart is safe. To yeah. me, yeah, safe is a red flag word. And it, I mean, it is so important to feel safe in a relationship. But when safe is pretty much the only way you're describing what's good about the relationship. It's like, especially because ugh. she's in other relationships right now. And that indicates right. that the com- comparative value she sees in your relationship is how safe you make her feel. Yes. And not like how excited she is personally about you. She is there, There's going to be her other relationship with one of the other two guys. That's her. Like, I'm most excited about that one. This is the one where I feel safe. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's going to go this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are the three types. And, <laughs> So she pulls out her uh, his date card, his his fantasy suite card, and he opens it and reads it. And then he's like, "I just want to hold you all night. I just want to kiss you. I want to be with you. I want." And she's like, "So yes, like you accept?" And he's like, "Yes, I just you know just wanted to flesh out my plans a little bit." And they head to the fantasy suite. They hit the hot tub. Michelle's in a very fancy like pleather effect swimsuit she was had some really great one pieces during this episode i was really into them i love all her clothes me too i know her fashion is so good and then as they make out in the hot tub fireworks overhead (laughs) and joe and nate might be trying to relax and not think about what Brandon and Michelle are up to. But now it's pretty clear to them that things are going well enough that there are fireworks happening late at night. They both just look like their faces drop. They look like their souls have just exited their bodies. Yeah. (laughs) I wrote that they look like they're being turned on a rack, which is pretty medieval of me (laughs) to say, but that is the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nate, Nate for the first time is shook. Would you want to be first, second, or third for fantasy suites? Okay, so I want to talk about how obsessed they all are with this 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 season. Yeah, I don't remember this ever being a big thing before, and I know they talk about it like four times. Here's yeah. my question: What is the spaced out time between each fantasy suite? Is it one day, one day, one day? <laughs> I think it's like one day, one day, one day. But it might be there might be a day in between. Uh, when when they used to be separated, there used to there definitely was a day off in between. I don't yeah. know if I, now I that don't they're think all that at the same location. Because they have the guys yeah. coming back and then the next guy's like, time for me to go get ready. Yeah, I think it might be a quicker timeline now that they're all yeah. in the same place. 
Okay, by the time you get to the third, just as a person who owns a vagina, by the time you get to the third, ouch. <laughs> right? I, listen, come on. Who, when you're really in the flow, you know, having seems, sex three days in a row is not that hard. I don't know. It it's seems doable. Like a, yeah, it's doable. It just seems like if you're the third person. See, but I like, actually, I, I, we, I guess we can talk about this when we get to Nate's date but i like actually yeah. kind of agreed with nate's assessment of the the pros of being third i i don't know i just feel like i me personally i'd be tired but then again like being the bachelorette's a lot of emotional energy and i don't even mean physically tired although that's part of it but like the emotional energy of having to like be i don't know be like at a, at a 10 with each dude yeah like, yeah. I would want to be... Some of us simply could never do it. Yeah, by the time you get to the third, you're, like, at a seven, you know? Yeah. You just want to take a nap, and you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> another long Michelle day. seemed like she was still having fun. Honestly, let's not fuck. Can the third guy just rub my back? Like, I'm <laughs> I mean, so that's tired. The thing. There's no reason to think that they necessarily that's all true. had yeah, sex. We have a lot no of them idea. don't. A lot of them don't. So we've, we've gotten used to these sort of performative conversations from the Christian leads. It's like, I just only want to talk with you in the fantasy suite because my body is a temple. But just because they don't say that doesn't mean that they do all have sex. Um, so we don't really know what's going on there. But the guys definitely, maybe that's what they're thinking. Because when the first date card comes, all of the guys are like, I, I want that first. first date card. I want to go first. And like Brandon is like, I'm so honored that like she wanted me first. And I'm like, I didn't really realize that that meant anything. But they all, and then by the time Nate gets the last one, he's convinced himself that that's the best one. I think it is the best one. I do too, Allison. I agree with you. Because think about like when you start dating somebody. And you like them. They've been with people before you, but like whatever. But you would be way more mad if they've been with somebody after you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds way right. less stressful. Like I think yeah. Nate was right when he's like, you know how great it is. And now you're sitting there imagining what everyone else is doing. But like I haven't had the experience You yet. haven't had it yet. Yeah. And then also you're last in their – like you're fresh yeah, in you're their fresh. mind. And you can say like she would have called the whole thing off after her night with me if I had gone first. But like they just got in there first. Right. And if you stay together, you could be like, since we started sleeping together, they haven't slept with anybody else. Yeah, which right? is an important thing for me. I often say that about my husband <laughs> uh, at parties. Um, so Brandon and Michelle wake up the next morning, snuggling in bed, relaxed and happy, clothes on. Just want to point out, not always the case. And she says that she was really excited to open her eyes and have him there. He's becoming her best friend. I was like, I'm getting strong middle school sleepover vibes from this. I also do not think they had sex. <laughs> interesting. Ooh, I don't interesting. think so. I don't know. Okay. If, if I had to guess. The vibe that I got from her comments was we had some fun conversation and chats and we fell asleep and I woke up and I was like, Brandon's here. He's great. Like, yeah. I like yeah, Brandon. Exactly. That's fun. Now we can hang out again. Now let's Sometimes, have a food fight. Yeah. Yeah, he brings her breakfast in bed. He tries to, like, feed her empanada, gets it all over her face. And she's like, you got it all over me. And she actually seems kind of pissed and retaliates. They have a food fight. Um, and, again, middle school sleepover vibes for me. Like, it's cute. It's fun. If you were the only guy she was dating, maybe I'd be like, this is great. But then you're going to have a really romantic passionate date with like no J joe or nate 
and this is going to look a little like child's play in comparison. Yeah. I was just very distracted by the like extremely unappetizing stains that were on like pristine white pillowcases. It was, I like, thought I also thought who has to clean this? Yeah. yeah. I was like I would be furious. <laughs> I would hate this so much and I would be actually angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no one of my main priorities for my wedding was not to do the cake smash Ooh, in the yeah. face i was like one thing i definitely don't want i won't think it's funny or cute like i won't come around i do not want to have you smash cake in my face and i think that deep down michelle feels the same way uh meanwhile joe and nate are waiting gloomily brandon re-enters the suite glowing he's so happy they ask how his night was and he's like uh, I'm not gonna like tell you details of what happened, but we went on the date. Uh huh. That was also felt immature of a response in a way, kind of right. Well, also because I was like, dude, they have to ask you how the date <laughs> yeah. went. You see, yeah. like he responded in this way that almost felt weirdly affronted. Yeah. And then I was like, well, maybe I wouldn't know how to reply in that situation. But then the way that Joe replied was so normal and uh, mature. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's how you reply. That's how you do <laughs> it. Just tell, tell them what the date activity was. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We went horseback riding. Had the best time. Anyway, I'm going to go somewhere else. So I'm not with you guys. <laughs> and at that point, uh, this officially concludes... Brandon's portion of the evening. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Joe's date card. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and, like, take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful 
And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love Article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from Article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. My bed frame. Article. This is an Article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first Article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we're back and Joe's date card arrives and it says, Joe, we're falling for each other. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to have like a vertigo-inducing date here. (laughs) So Joe layers on a couple of his favorite white tees for a special date look and meets up with Michelle at a sort of overlook point. And she points down into the trees and is like, I have a picnic for us, but it's down there. So to get there, they will be ziplining. This looked really fun. Joe is definitely spooked. He's like, I'll be a gentleman. Ladies first. And Michelle's like, yeah, whatever. Great. I'm not scared. She's like, sure. And then during his turn, Joe is yowling. Like, letting out the weirdest, the weirdest I loved it. It was I've the ever most seen on a noise day like this. Joe has ever made in his entire <laughs> life. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, though, I have dated shy people. And the way that they are behind closed doors is totally different. So I have a feeling that Joe has like a wonderful full personality. I think he just doesn't show it with everybody um, versus somebody who is truly really quiet or introverted. Like I I think he's maybe just shy. (laughs) It reminds me of Lauren B. in Ari's season where all she said all season was wow. And then, yeah, and, and he was like, I bet she like, has a I real personality yeah, under there. Yeah, so, you know, and now they have multiple children. <laughs> they have children several children, yeah. So have, he saw yeah. it. He saw it. I don't know. Yeah, he he knew. He knew that whatever was down there would work for him. Yeah, I, I would say that 
we saw much more from him this this date than we have in the past. Like sometimes he smiles, sometimes he'll say something with a sort of sort of pep in his step, like some some energy and positivity. This is like the most buoyant. Yeah, we've seen I like him. him. I really yeah. like, I like him, him a lot. I like him. He's a lot. also very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, very beautiful. He's and great I love, with animals. He's good with animals. Yeah, he's very nurturing to calves and horses. <laughs> and they like she's like I am starting to see his the what's behind his his shy quiet side that like he's goofy around me. He's opening up about his feelings. And they sit they they talk about these these feelings they're having for each other. They feed some horses by hand. And by the end Joe is just like gushing he's like i've never felt this way i'm falling more and more in love he's smiling and saying that he's falling in love i never thought we- that joe would get here yeah I'm i think so we proud. actually have a clip of this oh yeah perfect today was definitely everything i was expecting it to be and even more i don't think i've ever felt this way with somebody i feel that i'm falling more and more in love with michelle and so i'm just hoping that you know going into tonight, we just continue to build on what we've had already. I want her to know I'm ready for marriage, I'm ready for a partnership, I'm ready for building a life together. I love that in these clips you can hear like the smacking sounds of them making out behind <laughs> his voiceover. Yeah. I I was I well, we'll talk about it when we get to the dinner portion. Yeah. Well let's let's get to it now. Yeah. It's time. It's time, it's time for, for Joe's night date. Michelle is in a metallic mint look like gorgeous mini dress eyeshadow stunning and she's feeling good about joe she's like i've loved everything i've seen about him and i'm seeing more and more even though it's been slow she just compares him to a 1000 piece puzzle that is almost done so i'm like what are you going to do with him once you've got those last couple pieces. Well, now we know what she's going to do with him. She's going to she's gonna take Send him the to the charity back. shop I need a new puzzle. so someone else can put I've, the puzzle yeah, together. I've already done this one. Yeah, I it's wrote, unfortunate. This conversation is real and there's less love bombing. They're like a power couple match. They want the same amount of kids. He talks about that he made real estate his business for his family. It looks yeah. like he, prob- he maybe is the only one who touched the food in front of him. <laughs> That's realness. My whole right there. mind changed about him in this conversation. I was like, yep, he's the one. They just make so much sense together. Yes. And you can see how sometimes I do think this show can lead you away from the person who's right for you because you meet someone like Joe. Maybe you keep DMing, you go on a date, you hang out, you're like, wow, we have so much in common. Maybe in certain ways, you're not the guy I always go for, but we're co- compatible. It takes a little time to to do, but it's worth it. And then in this context, she's like, on the other hand, Nate is like, again, 6'8 and hot as hell. Like, I guess maybe I'll... And I'm like, Joe is going to buy you a house on Lake Minnetonka and you're going to change the world together yeah. through real estate. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> why are you giving up on that? It also feels like there have not been enough conversations with her, like, final guys about the fact that, like, she very clearly wants to keep living in Minneapolis and doing her job. Like, I'm like, why are you not talking about the fact that Brandon and Nate would have to move? Like, are Mm -hmm. like, right. 
Like she's having these conversations where she's like, I have these doubts, I have these fears. And then the the way that's resolved is by being like, are you sure you're ready to get engaged? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, no, ask them when they're going to move to Minnesota and buy you a house on Lake Minnetonka. (laughs) Do you think that she will stay there? Do you don't think she'll be pulled into the LA, LA of it all? I mean, she might if, you know, but I don't think that that was her goal going in. Maybe, but like. At least for the time being, it seems like she's still she's still teaching. She's still teaching. She she loves being near her family. She she loves Minnesota. I'm like, set yourself up for success here. Right. Right. Meanwhile, back at the suite, Brandon and Nate are again talking about date order. And I loved this conversation, this bananas conversation so much that I asked for a clip of this. I feel good, man. I feel good. Like, I was thinking about it. Like, I think third is the best spot to go, man. <laughs> I'm chilling right now. If I was in Michelle's spot, if I was in Michelle's spot... In what I world would... is third best no, no, to no. go? No, no, no. If I was, like, no, no, check me out. I would want, personally, this is just me, my closest connection to be the last guy. Why is that? Just because you already know there's a connection there. Like, you're going to want your deepest connection first. So are you saying that you think I'm the weakest link? unbelievable to me how how consumed brandon is by this truly like he's just like what do you mean like i won i won the competition i got the first date like what in what world you're what what world is the last one actually the best one here's the thing though i don't think it's all about rankings i think that like this was a very smart strategic thing she started with the person who was going to make her feel really confident going into the other two dates you don't want to have nate first and have nate say i don't think that i'm ready for an engagement and throw you into, like, right. a tailspin for the other Brandon's two dates. Brandon's, like, going to provide a, a nice warm blanket no matter what. Mm-hmm. Right. And Nate's not last because she likes him least, but because he creates the most anxiety for her. And she yes. doesn't want that to be leaked into the other dates. Do you think she Do you think she picks the order or the producers? Production, probably. I think production, probably. But I, I can't... I have to say that if, if Michelle expressed a strong preference, I wonder how much they would let her... Mm-hmm. Yeah, interfere with that. I have to think they would give her some some in- input, especially for fantasy suites. I feel like yeah. right. Um, meanwhile, Joe's fantasy suite date card is arriving, and he does accept. And in voiceover, Michelle's like, "I've already gotten like so much more that I needed from Joe on the state, including knowing that he's already in the process of changing the world through getting into real estate." <laughs> is just yeah, it's. That's everything that she needed to know because she also wants to change the world and like so does he and then it's like power couple vibes. And so they retire to the bedroom together and in the morning, Joe is shirtless. Mm -hmm. This was like a much sexier morning after. Yeah, I was like, oh, she really likes him. The sex went well, or whatever. I think the sex went well. I think that they did (laughs) hook up in some capacity and that it did go well. That's what I thought. I would love yeah. for them to just look right into camera and go, the sex went well. Yeah. That's what <laughs> I think. Why did they pussy I want a review. I want a review. Like, yeah. uh, three out of five. Like, <laughs> like some things are private. Um, I I, de- I definitely got that that sense from them. It's very it's a very sensual atmosphere. Mm. Very, very low-key. No food fights happening in this bed. And they both reaffirm that they're falling in love with each other. And then this is when in her in the moment, Michelle says that seeing who Joe was with the cameras off, a really fun, kind-hearted, lovely person, only made her feeling stronger. And that 24 hours with him has changed everything. And now she has clarity. 
This was such a huge fucking misdirect. She's I been know. saying that she is, uh, she's in love with and like say, making each of them feel like each one that she talks to feels like, okay, that's the guy. It's like hard. I feel I like know. convinced that each of them is the guy. Yeah. like I can only imagine how they're feeling. Right. <laughs> she's being like very effusive with all of them. But yeah, she and I believe feels her. that way in the moment yeah. with each of them. Yeah, like, I think she does. So, you it's know, it's ch- so intense when you're actually with I them, probably. I just wrote, yeah. she said that to everyone. <laughs> I think you're she's polyamorous, feeling... You're Gabby. You should be able to <laughs> understand this. I absolutely understand it, which is why this show drives me nuts, because it's be like, I never thought I could love more than one person. And I'm like, yeah, look, Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yet none of them come out of this newly committed to a polyamorous lifestyle. I, that would be the greatest ending ever. I want, I would yeah. love to see a season end that way. Like, you would think it would be a pretty choose? big takeaway. Yeah. Michelle is so great. She There's like that meme that's like, uh, you're so, you're a, a girl, like hitting on a girl. And then she's like, I have a boyfriend. And then he's like, you're so hot. You deserve two boyfriends. <laughs> like that's Michelle <laughs> to me. She does deserve two boyfriends. Yeah, why not? And she deserves for one of them to be Joe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I do think, I couldn't tell in this moment when she said clarity and changed everything if this convinced her that he was the one or convinced her that he wasn't the one but it seemed positive so i was like maybe it made her feel much more strongly about him which makes what happens next very confusing yep Uh, i don't know he says goodbye blows her bezos it's like bezos bezos he's a nerd yeah i love that i was like we're seeing we're seeing his dorky energy coming through and meanwhile brandon and nate are waiting very tensely joe comes in and he's like the date was great it was super cool we ended up going to the fantasy suite had a lot of fun as as we said before slightly more uh chill way to handle this conversation (laughs) than with brandon and nate is not smiling nate is like basically always smiling like the cheshire cat like Nate's smile He's like is almost finally been broken. stronger than he is. Yeah. Finally broken. It's time for his date. As he's leaving, Joe and Brandon have a conversation about their their confusion and perhaps concern about Nate. I think we have a clip of Brandon's comments. Do I think Nate's ready? No, I don't. I don't know what goes on in their talks, but you got to deal with your emotions and your feelings because she does need to know where your heart's at. Otherwise, at the end, you're hurting her. I mean, good point, Brandon. Yeah, good summary. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know what goes on in these talks, but he is completely correct about what goes on in their talks. <laughs> and this brings us to a brief break, and we'll be right back with Nate's date. Can you keep up? I like. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, 
something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. And we're back, and it's time for Nate's date. They meet on a pier among the sailboats. She's in a beautiful long white cover-up over yet another very interesting black cutout one piece. Another great outfit. Just gorgeous. They're always on the water. Nate and her, tons of water dates. At least two water dates. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) I feel like sometimes this will happen where they'll start to associate someone with a certain kind of date. And they just keep going. But I also feel like it is such a contrast, Gabby, to what you were saying about like the horse date where they're sort of, they're physically separated from each other. Mm -hmm. Like Nate gets dates where they can just be touching each other all the time, Mm -hmm. physically very close. It's very easy to talk and Mm -hmm. uh, make out. He's a cancer, so he's also a water sign. Oh. Oh. And he he always has his beautiful, bright orange shorts ready to go. And he meets her on a pier. 
spots her on the boat. And he's like, finally, I get to be with my girl again. And Michelle is so excited. She's like, this sets the bar really high because there's nothing better than hanging out with this man in Mexico. This In the Pacific Ocean. This man. She... Like that's the that's the like winner thing that you say. Yeah. Like the runner up thing you say is like he makes me feel so safe and confident about our connection. And the winner thing is like there's literally nothing better to me than being in his presence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like she was really showing her hand during this date. Yeah. She's like, I feel the way that you should feel with your soulmate when you're together, your favorite person. I also get worried about her use of soulmate so much. Because it it it's like, it feels like she's like, oh, all that matters is just finding the right person mm. versus, like, building a life with somebody. Do you know? Like, Yeah. I think that maybe because she's had experience being in relationships with people who just sucked, that mm-hmm. she's like, what's missing is, like, the right person. Like, I know how to put in the work, but, like, I need the perfect person because that's been lacking. But I feel like your connection with somebody can be really strong, but then, like, your life partnership with them might not be the best. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so that's so true and that's what's so odd about this show because it takes people up basically until that first step. It mm-hmm. basically in a very big way takes you up to the point where you're like, yeah, I like you enough to pursue something with you. And then you're just sort of thrown out into the world yeah, and it's really, like because like even when it's like, oh my god, fireworks. Oh my god, breakfast in bed. They didn't fucking do that for you. <laughs> that's not you getting to know what they're like in the morning they didn't make you those yeah. eggs yeah you like you like leave the the resort and suddenly you never get breakfast in bed yeah. you're like I was lied to one day you look up you've been married for five years and when is the last time that your husband surprised you with breakfast in bed or with fireworks or with flowers you know at one point at one point she said something really beautiful about like you know, I want somebody who, like, if my flight's delayed and we have to spend, like, mm-hmm. five hours at the airport that we, like, are have an okay time. And Wasn't that about me. Rodney? Who that she was then, about Rodney. Like, and then right I'm home. like, and that's why, I, but then they say this stuff, but then their actions, they then send those people home. Right. Because right. you get caught up in, like, the, the sparks and fireworks it versus, like, the reality of what this person's like. Right. To me, that's more of, a, I don't know, like, the reality is I think she would be happy to be with any of them for five hours at an airport. So, like, it's actually not a distinction that she can really draw using that. Like, does she think she doesn't want to be with Nate at an airport for five hours? She would be anywhere with Nate for five hours. But would Nate want to be, but would Nate be there with her that for is a five different, hours different and for 20 question. years? I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's yeah, about yeah. them. How you're they like, would he's react. getting on standby and just leaving her at the gate. <laughs> he's already at her yeah. renting a car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, they chat a little bit on the catamaran and about the week while he was waiting for this date. And, and then he tells her that he's crazy about her. And she's like, well, I'm crazy about you. And he says, wow, you are something else. And then they kiss. And, like, Nate has these lines, like Brandon, that are a little more, like, they're not as over-the-top and cheesy, but they are little lines that 
don't always feel connected to me to exactly what's going on. Oh like, my God. what when is, he was what like, is something else about being like, I'm crazy about, about you? you. I love you. all the little things about you. Name one. <laughs> Gabby, I was legitimately screaming at the TV. I was like, what are the little things? Just, just name one of them. Name just one. say one specific thing. Your laugh. <laughs> The way that your nose twinkles. I don't know. Nose yeah. twitches. Whatever. Right, you're I like, don't know. I, you're like, we've been watching her on TV for a handful of weeks and could come up with some specific right. subtle things we like yeah. about her. Oh, right. yeah. She's well, magnificent. Think, yeah. The way that he says you are something else in response to her saying I'm crazy about you too really bizarrely bothered me because I was like, that is a really, that would be a really like overwhelmingly romantic thing to hear from someone you're super into. But like after you've like done something cool, you know, or something, or like you've just gotten dressed up and like, it just feels out of context. You're like, why are you saying that now? I think Brandon, Brandon was like, I'm in love with this girl. I like said a lot of things about her and Nate was saying a lot of I statements. I'm crazy about you. I feel like, I don't know. It felt like about him more than it did feel about her. She just wants him to say, I love you. And he like, was like, I have nothing to talk about. The way that he he talks about that. So the night date, there's a lot to unpack. So let's get into it before we run out of time to dissect every single nuance of this (laughs) dinner. Michelle um, is ready in her satin cerulean ruched mini dress to find out, is Nate ready for the big commitment? You know, on his hometown, his stepdad and his mom were a little skeptical that he was ready, and it made her realize that he, she could have stronger feelings for him than he does for her, which certainly does seem possible. And she needs to find out. And so they sit down, and Michelle starts by being like, so you have you must have a lot on your mind to talk about. And he's like, not really. Like, nothing nah, pressing. Nothing's really going on on my end. What's up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to? Awful. 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 So <laughs> she's finally, she's like, look, I, I have things to talk about. There's an engagement at the end. I want to know where you're at. And Nate laughs and is like, oh, I guess I do have a lot to unpack. And this is when he really starts talking in circles. He's like, you know, I had a lot of time to think about my feelings this week. And then I had last week those tough conversations with my mom and my stepdad about what love and marriage mean. And that was really pivotal. And then I thought about it all week. And I thought about all these big questions. And I don't have the answer to those questions. But you know what? That's life. And like, wouldn't it be boring to have it all figured out? And she's like, I don't think it would be boring for you to Uh be sure that you're in love with me. I feel like that would be pretty interesting and cool. Also, there's a wide gap between like having everything figured out and having like literally any awareness of where your feelings are at or what you would like to do moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. This is like such a, he's like throwing up like a huge dust cloud over his inability to like declare his feelings to her. And she tells him that his stepdad thought that he might pull away at the end of the process And that scared her. And he says, well, I take relationships really seriously. I don't play with love. I don't play with feelings. So I want to know why everyone's first impression and continuing impression of Nate is that he really seems like he does. Like, he just, like, has, like, like, his stepdad thinks that. Like, the only person who thinks that that, that Nate isn't a player is, like, literally Nate and maybe Michelle. He thinks he's 
a good guy because he's in this environment. And maybe he is a good guy, but it's just like all the red flags, every red flag. It's honestly like, it's like the, he's so indicative of the problems with this franchise. Like, it's just like, I knew it. You already know. You already know. The Bachelorette's going to pick this dude. You already know. From from the yeah. minute they start connecting, you're like, it's going to be this guy. He's going to break her heart. Move up. Shocking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the fucking, like, I, I feel like, have you not watched the show before? Are you not understanding, like, how this goes for literally everyone? I feel like they do know. And even, like, Caitlin was like, pay attention to those Thank nerves you. that you have. I wish I had paid more attention to them. I think that they all are like, I'm really going to be the one who pays attention. And then once they've been on the fantasy suite date for like four hours, they just aren't strong enough to resist their (laughs) feelings. And I think we have a clip of of how Michelle tries to press him a little bit on what he's ready for. Falling in love is one thing. Mm -hmm. Being in love is another thing. Mm -hmm. And an engagement is another thing. (laughs) Yeah. Which of those are you ready for? I mean, all three. You know, like falling in love, being in love, loving you. Um, there's something about you that I'm, I'm certain about. I know I trust myself. Um, I trust you. And I trust that I'm literally falling in love with you. And um, that's something I really want to hold on to. Hmm. So here's the question. Keeping in mind that these people have only known each other for a few weeks. If you feel the strongest connection with somebody who just isn't in love with you yet, but in your head you're like, also, I've only known them a few weeks. Is that actually a red flag or not? That they're not all the way in love with you yet? On this show, yeah. Yeah. I, f- I only feel like it's a red flag because everyone else will do it. You know, yeah. I'm like, do I want to go with the guy who's like, even in this environment? And you're looking for, you're talking about Joe, right? Like, you're looking for someone who like, they talked about how many kids. They talked about where what they want to do as their work. They talked about, like, you. that's like, a, you leave at least with a solid plan in place. Yes. I think yeah. the ability to make a plan is yeah. so important. As a, as a as a contestant and as the bachelor or bachelorette, you don't go on that being like, I hope I get a boyfriend. I hope I meet someone nice. You're there because you have a specific thing that you want. And if two, you're talking about relationships being work or relationships being, you know, like you can only go off of what you both want, which is should be the exact same thing. And then you go yeah. from there. I think people come on this show often scarred from a repeated, as in Michelle's case, I think it was repeated, or singular, terrible experience of a kind of partner that went wrong. And you're like, what I want is to find the thing that isn't that, that I know that's out there. I'm going to find the guy who will never make me feel like I am working harder on this relationship than he is, that will never make me feel like I'm not safe with him. And they, like, almost without exception, come on the show and do exactly the opposite and pick exactly mm-hmm. the guy who is triggering those same those that same pattern for them the guy who triggers the same fears and anxieties it's it's too appealing to them they think that they're just going to have a better selection they'll make the right choice but they'll identify the guy who's what they want they said they want it and then they will go for the guy who's just like their ex yep 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 I mean, this is why I want more more leads in their 30s who have already mm-hmm. had the time to be in therapy for years. 
Yeah, like long, long therapy um, to really unpack why that keeps happening. Yeah, it's always so much less interesting to me when these characteristic what when these contestants don't have any relationship experience. Exactly. Next yeah. Yeah. is a red flag. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want somebody who's divorced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know, Zach was divorced. So, you know. You can't win. It's so interesting because with them I wonder how much of it is this fame aspect. Yeah. You that know. does play in. Versus if they were just living in the same place, having more normie lives, if they could make it work. Yeah. I don't know. Part of it, too, I watch, I, sometimes I, like you get into seeing how all these patterns keep unfolding and like how hard it is to find someone that it can work with. And I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of like married my second boyfriend and it's fine. You know, like we're, <laughs> I, I'm not finding it to be incredibly challenging so far. And That's I do so think that it would be, the way they it's really beautiful, <laughs> right? And I don't know. I'm just like, did I get really lucky? Yes, definitely got lucky. But also, our lives are relatively uncomplicated. We wanted similar things. We're from the same place. We wanted to live in the same place, have the same kind of family. And like, you end up, yeah, like falling in love with someone, you're both suddenly famous. And like, you want to do different things with that fame. And it's like, it must be incredibly stressful on the relationship. Yeah, no, it's really, it's really hard to come out of this franchise and be in that world and be like everyone like watching you intently and be set up for success. Especially if you live in different places. Like it's just. Yeah, she needs, all I wanted was for her to be like, Nate, what do you think about moving to Minnesota and getting a house on Lake Minnetonka and having three kids? And if she asked, I didn't see it. We see her ask if he's ready for an engagement at the end, and he says he is, and that he doesn't see himself pulling away at the end of the process. And she's like, a huge weight has been lifted off of my heart. And he's like, yep. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Any fears and doubts she has are at this point resolved. I'm more concerned than ever. Nate gets the fantasy suite card. He accepts. And meanwhile... Nate, uh, Michelle is like, I finally feel safe with Nate now that he's opened up about his feelings because he has now told her that he is literally falling in love with her. She like led him right to the to the water. Yeah. She's like, yeah. are you ready to fall in love this evening? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. I yes. Know. I was I going to say that. So they retire to the bedroom, and Michelle says she may now be in love with Nate. This is actually the first that, you know, historically, they've the, the lead will be... Falling, I'm falling. Will use I'm falling, yeah, yeah, to express that it's real for them without doing the I'm in love with right. a contestant. Right, now they do do that. Now they do it, and yeah. oof, she's in love with Nate. It's almost like polyamory's real. Almost. <laughs> almost. Almost. Um... <laughs> The next morning, Nate, also shirtless, again, poor Brandon seems to I have really a nice think, sensual vibe. I think, yeah, I think Brandon had the the chastest of the three dates. Yeah, um, and <laughs> Nate is like, I feel so much closer to you after the night together. This is something life could literally be, and that's, I guess. It's true if they were together and they just lived in a Mexican resort. And then he says, I'm falling in love with you. I'm in love with you. This is what I want. Thrilling That's for like her. That's like a big declaration. She has overcome. Yeah. And she says, I am definitely in love with you too. So 
Nate's got to be feeling fantastic. He's like, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and sit. Yeah, she didn't say it to all three of us. Like, you got to, like, sometimes they'll say it to two. But if she says, I'm in love with you, you're probably going to make it to the finale, mm-hmm. at least. She's like, this is what a soulmate feels like. I'm in love. Again, it was just like, how could you watch that and feel any doubt that she likes Nate the best? Yeah. It was just so clear. Well, we just we just want her to marry Joe. And so that's our, <laughs> Unfortunately that's our burden for us. to carry. I want her to marry Rodney. I know. <laughs> well, that's the ship is. Like, yeah. I wrote down, like, if you're saying I love you to all these people, then are you actually ready to be engaged to one of them? If. Because you have to then be mourning the breakup of the other two people. That's like the structural problem of the show. Because yes. we're supposed to believe that they love each of them enough to be ready to potentially accept an engagement right. the next day. And then they wake up and that day they finally have clarity and they know. And then they have to break up with that other person that they almost picked. Like right. built into like the whole concept of the show. It doesn't make any sense. And I think it doesn't make sense unless polyamory is real exactly mm, we keep coming back we keep to this coming back to this theme i think we're on to something i'm starting to think polyamory might be real <laughs> right <laughs> soulmates not real polyamory actually honestly real. yes put it, put it on Agreed. a pillow <laughs> embroider it into a pillow baby <laughs> and uh meanwhile back at the ranch joe and brandon are waiting nate re-enters and tells them the date was great <laughs> He's like, we just, we vibed out. We kicked vibed it. Vibed out. And we vibed out. It. That's what the kids are saying oh, these out. days. I'm in my 30s now. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, this is just very Nate's energy. Like, Brandon would be like, if Brandon were willing to share any details with them, he'd be like, we looked into each other's Souls. hearts and I knew that we would grow old together. <laughs> and Nate's like, we vibed out, you know. We vibed. Yeah, we kicked it. Yeah, whatever. You know. Chill. He's feeling confident, though. Like, he's coming back. He doesn't have to sit through any more dates. And Michelle is just like, I'm in love with you. So, like, I mean, he's like, let's he's, get this rose ceremony going. I'm ready. He knows. He knows. We know. He, he, know, he knows at knows. least he's making it through this rose ceremony. Yeah. And Brandon and Joe are struggling a little bit more. But they both have to be feeling... It's complicated. Like, they know that all three of the dates went well. So, they can't feel incredibly confident. But they both were on dates that went really well where Michelle was like, I'm falling in love with you. So they, they're not ready to go home either. And Michelle enters in a metallic gown in a sort of gradient of blue and sort of complicated drapery. Mm. Beautiful. Um, And she tells all the guys that they have changed her life and that her decision is nearly impossible to make. At which point, Brandon, smelling danger, (laughs) walks forward and asks to talk to her before they start. What was this about? I've been waiting all episode to talk about this. (laughs) What was his motivation here? What's really weird about this is that right before we see this, we hear her kind of in voiceover saying that, or or in in the moment, that she, it's going to be so difficult to, to, send this person home because she's going to have to break a heart and it's someone who continues to put her first but she still has to send him home it sounds Sounds like Brandon Brandon. and so in this moment it's it's almost like Brandon has heard this and he's like he's like I I thought he was gonna self-eliminate like that would have been shocking because oh my god no 
that would have been wild, but I didn't I didn't think that that's what was going to happen. I don't know. It really felt like somehow production had convinced him to have this conversation. But don't mm-hmm. you think the way that she reacted to it, if I was him, I would have thought, oh, I'm going home. Right. Right? Because yeah. she just kept being like, he was like, I just want you to be happy no matter what. And she was like, thank you. Like, if if the person yeah. that I wasn't totally home was doing this conversation, I would be like, don't worry. <laughs> like, right. We don't need to have this combo. We're good. <laughs> like, you're staying, you know? Yeah. And like, instead, yeah. she was like, thank you very much. What's so weird about it is that it is like while they're waiting, Nate and Joe are freaking out, obviously. And Joe's like, eyes Brandon, were like bursting out of his head. He looked <laughs> so anxious. He was emoting more than ever. Yeah. And Nate is like, Brandon knows he's losing. He's throwing a Hail Mary. This is a desperate move to like make up lost ground. But what Brandon is actually saying is something that I have never heard someone say in this particular setting. Like you'll hear guys say this sometimes. Uh, on the show, but when you pull the lead aside, it's normally to be like, I meant to tell you this earlier, but I already bought a house in Minnesota because I'm so in love with you. You know, like, please don't send me home. And instead, he's like, I know this is going to be a very difficult decision. And, you know, I'm here for you. And I told you I put I would put you first. I do put you first. Even now, I'll be there for you regardless of what happens to me. Almost like giving her permission to send him home. Yeah. Which makes it interesting that she then turns around and does not send him home. But see, I thought that 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 feeling she gets from him that like he is going to be okay and he is going to be able to like take the rejection in stride is kind of exactly why she would bring him along to be her number two. I think very often Mm. actually – people the leads send the person home that they like second best they send them home third but like after katie's season that seems like kind of a bonkers thing to do to me because what if then nate freaks out and leaves and you're left with brandon and you're like no the i maybe would have actually gotten married to joe but like i'm not so sure about this you know yeah no that's a good point but i still think that this that this often happens like at by this point she probably I feel like she knows and she has known for a little bit. Like, I don't like anyone else as much as I like Nate. So she's operating in a way to, like, protect that relationship and make the rest of it uh, go as smoothly as possible because she's zoned in there. What is Brandon thinking? Like, is he thinking, like, she's about to send me home and I don't want her to feel bad about it? That's like, he I didn't thought. have to do that. I was confused, this. too, he said by best that. friend. He said, but, like, I he thought, didn't have to do that. But then I thought maybe it's manipulative. I don't know. Like, to be like, then I was like, this is so about you. Like, I, this is not about her. I don't know. I would be like, just let her make her choice, man. Like, right. Like, she was about to do it. And then when she sent you home, you could be like, you could say, I always be here. Then. Just like Rodney yeah. did. And instead, it does start to feel a little bit like, was he trying to affirmatively before she makes her choice demonstrate that he's the kind of good guy who will always support her i it was just like it was weird i didn't love it yeah it wasn't my absolute favorite thing um that he's ever done and uh at that point they return and michelle stands in front of the three of them again still a little tearful from this conversation in which again she did not reassure Brandon at all and she says (laughs) so I feel strongly about where my heart is so at this point I want to just go ahead 
and continue the rose ceremony as if to be like, Joe, Nate, please yeah, <laughs> do not step forward. And the roses go to first Nate and then to Brandon. I gasped. Devastating. I know. Devastating. I, was, I wrote, why? I wrote, what happened? <laughs> Awful, awful, Everything awful, that she awful. said after her fantasy suite overnight with Joe, I was like, keep him around. Like, things are going to go sideways with Nate next episode. You want to have a guy who will marry you and buy you a house on Lake Minnetonka. A person who you could actually legitimately date off of this I show. I know. It was, I, I, it was so, such a bad move, I thought. I was like, did Brandon talking to her change her mind? I don't actually think so. I think she already knew what she was going to do and that production knew and that like, I I don't know. I, they, and they threw that in there because what ends up happening then is because the other two guys don't know what Brandon said, Joe ends up feeling like, did Brandon say something crazy to her? Like about himself or about me? Like, you know, was that the thing that made the difference? And my guess is that in reality, like, it it didn't change anything. Yeah, I think it might have made a difference, but what do I know? No yeah. one knows. I mean, yeah, Joe doesn't know. know. I don't know. But the thing is that if Brandon's saying that shit is going to convince her to send you home, then she was never going to have you propose to her on a beach in Mexico. So there we are. I just wrote, it's always the same shit. <laughs> yeah, I think it maybe really that's is. why I'm really like I'm losing steam on Bachelor Nation. Like I I don't yeah. know. I used to be like the idea of like missing an episode was like so unheard of, but now I'm like I don't know, like they keep just repeating the same mistake, yeah. the same things keep happening, like they're going to do the same thing. I truly think it's all of these all the leads are just like ugh, it's like that episode of Sex and the City when Samantha that guy like hurts her in some way like dumps her and she's like i'm gonna get back at him by like hooking up with him but then like i'll i'll be the one to walk away but then once she's back in bed with him Mm -hmm. she Mm. gets swept back up again they're all like coming on this show and they're like i can finally i have the upper hand i'm actually going to change the toxic guy that i want or like the not ready guy that i want and i'm gonna win this time and get the type of guy that i want but it'll work and they all do the same shit the thing about this show is now I'm not like, who are they going to pick? I'm like, who are they going to date after this fails? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where oh I'm God. like, which cast member will they go back to? Will it be Rodney? Will it be Joe? <laughs> Who's she going to date next? <laughs> yeah. I think she should take a, you know. I know Katie, Give, give Pete, the top like, four there's a try. The whole, yeah. I don't know. I think you just like dip way back into yeah. your selection. Like you can't. <laughs> Can't be top three. You got to go yeah. further back. She's going to be like, yeah. Leroy, you were beautiful and quiet. Yeah. Like, let's give this another go. He lasted too long. Who's someone who went home PJ. night one? PJ is so hot to me. PJ is so, he looks like just like a hot 80s guy. I don't know. I'm so into it. He does. He has a very retro oh, look. I love it. Um, So Michelle does walk Joe out and they have a final conversation she cries. She says she's sorry and that she is still falling in love with him and that he understands a side of her no one else does. And he'll always have a piece of her heart. And Joe mostly sits quietly um, for a while. And finally he speaks and says, I might not be showing it right now, but I did see a future. 
uh, with you and I meant everything I said to you. And he thanks her for pushing him to be vulnerable and be the best person that he can be. And so they have a very kind farewell. And she thanks him for coming for her to the show. I mean, he could have just responded to her DMs last year, but like, this is good too. And she hugs him. He gets in the limo. And in the limo, no tears from Joe. Michelle is crying as the limo drives away. I feel like Joe is genuinely in shock. And he is just like a person that takes longer to process his emotions. I'm like, that poor guy is going to be alone in his hotel room soon. And that's when the weeping is going to begin. Yeah. He says, you open your heart and this is what happens. Like, it was just like... It made me so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Awful. But I also wonder, and maybe this is just me being really hopeful, that, you know, opening up and being vulnerable is sort of like a muscle. And now that he has started this journey, maybe it will be easier for him in the future to do that with somebody else. Maybe some Bachelor alums describe it almost as like immersion therapy in relationships. Totally. Um, Some of them are deeply traumatized by it. You know, hopefully he will be a winner uh, in that respect. When he dates Michelle after she and Nate break up in six months. Yeah. And then they like almost move in together, but then they don't. And one of them writes a tell all. (laughs) It's going to be messy. Um, (laughs) So coming up in the finale. Wouldn't you know it, once again, Michelle will be forced to question, is Nate ready to be engaged to her? And the answer, once again, will be, no, sweetie, he's not ready. And she'll be like, what? I thought we resolved this last week. Oh, um, God, I'm so scared for poor Michelle. I'm, I'm very nervous. And then they do the thing in the voiceover that's like, you'll never expect the shocking conclusion. Like, the, honestly, like, I think I do n- know what to expect. Unless we get to after the final rose and she's broken up with him and is choosing Brandon a la Ari, then I'll suspect. I'll yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, would be, that would be incredible. Or Ugh, she, she chooses nobody because of yeah. her love for basketball. <laughs> <laughs> no one can My equal true that. love. <laughs> yeah. She comes onto the strains of Begin Again, and she's like, I'm dating myself, everyone. Yeah. As she's, as she's double dribbling. <laughs> she's double dribbling. I love it. Oh. A plus. I would be okay with that ending. <laughs> Me too. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Any final thoughts as we wrap up here? She is seen as the most reasonable, like she's been so reasonable this whole time and so no nonsense. Mm-hmm. And this Nate thing is the worst. I I mean, I do think that there is the possibility that he is genuinely, I think he, he could be genuinely in love with her and maybe he'll step up to the plate. I think we just kind <laughs> of have to wait and see. I don't feel 100% pessimistic about it. I feel like maybe one hopeful parallel that we can look to is Jordan Rogers because when Jordan was on yes. JoJo season, yes, that is a good everyone point. was like, he's not ready. He's, he's just here to be on boy. TV. He's a fuck boy. Don't trust him, girl. Like bad choice. Look at them now. And look at them. They've been and together for so, so long. The same thing. Like I think that like you know maybe they need this weird high stakes situation mm. to get to a place where they can fall in love but if they do fall in love then maybe they'll behave like a regular person in love i don't know 
I hope I hope they can figure Maybe. it out. I hope they had some like nice uh like logistical conversations mm-hmm. during the overnight date. I hope that they had those conversations. I hope that you know Nate is like on board with Minnesota. I I want that for her. I don't think he's a bad guy. I'm just like nervous. Yeah. And I, I want Michelle nervous. to be happy. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Cuz I love her. I know. Yeah. <sighs> Well, guys, thanks so much thank for joining you. us. This was really lovely. Oh my God, thank you for this having us. This is such a treat. Come back soon, please. Please. We'd love to. <laughs> yes, we'll make, we'll make you keep watching episodes so you can come back. And now it's time for Love to See It, Hate to See It. I think we're going to be short and sweet this week. We only have one love to see it, but it's like a big, all-encompassing one. We love to see three solid, sexy, caring relationships for our girl, Michelle. What a solid final three. Yeah, love these guys. We just made a lot of very detailed critiques and complaints about them in the course of this recap, but like, generally, like, really beautiful. I love all of them, and I wish them the best. Same. And now it's time for Hate to See It. And our first hate to see it, (sighs) Nate's really, really over-the-top frequent use of my girl. And, like, more broadly, this is just representative of something we hated to see, which is how the guys all decided to get really into staking their claim to Michelle this week and explaining how they were the one of whose girl she was. And... I just, I I understand the psychological dynamics here, but I, uh, yes, we bristle, we cringe when we hear guys it's just like, devoting a lot of airspace to your, talking about how a woman belongs to them. Property. That's, well, just makes me feel weird. Yeah. I don't think they actually believe she is, but like, ugh, we just, we know, just love, we, we did not uncomfortable association. Exactly. There. And we also hated to see Michelle sending home. The dude that arguably would be easiest to have an actual real relationship uh, with once they leave the world of the show. And of course, we are talking about Joe. There's a reason most of us don't like hop on Tinder and set the radius to anywhere in the world and then work from there. You know, we like we date in our communities for a reason find a guy from Minnesota, you're going to be in a much stronger starting position. Plus, Joe's a dreamboat, and we're going to miss him. And now it's time for our sportsy rating out of 10 basketballs. I think I'm going to give this episode a four. That feels Uh, right. Definitely getting less sports-centric over time and more love-centric. But we do have three dates that incorporate some sort of athletic type activity, including at least two that I would say wasps would consider sports, horseback riding and sailing. Like those are those are sports if you're from New England. Yeah, they, they, they didn't, you know, exactly do it in a competitive atmosphere. But one could argue that they these are certainly sports adjacent activities. Plus, this was our last chance to hear Joe and Michelle say that they love each other because of basketball. And that's one of the most sportsy things about this season, and I'm really going to miss it. Me too. 
that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Thanks to our wonderful guests, Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please follow, rate five stars and leave a review. And of course, help us spread the word about our show, especially to any of your friends who used to listen to us as here to make friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos. We might even feature you in an upcoming mailbag. You can also find us on Twitter at love to see it pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma pod. And you can find our newsletter, Rich Text, on Substack at claireandemma.substack.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week for Michelle's big, romantic, vulnerable, dramatic finale. Stitcher. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to monday.com.